So the first thing that I'm going to do to involve you in this sermon is to have you convert my subject to the first person and have you say with me, I can have it. And I want you to point to yourself as you say this. Together, everybody. I can have it. Now, I want all of you to stand. And I'm going to have you say that in a very sassy way. I told you this is a working sermon. This is a sermon which involves you. It's not just nice platitudes that I give you. You know, that good book, the Bible, declares that by your words, you shall be justified, and by your words, you shall be condemned. What does that mean? By your words, you shall be rewarded, and by your words, you shall be punished. It's important what you say in your heart. So I want you to speak some very strong words at this moment. Put your hand on your hip, if you will, and begin, as we say this, let your backbone slip. And these are the words that I want you to say with me in a moment. No one can tell me what I can't have. Come on. No. Did you put your hand on your hip and let your backbone slip? Now we're going to say it again and we're going to shake it to the east and shake it to the west. Now this may seem like nonsense to some people, but let me explain what I'm doing. I'm helping you to deposit this positive idea in your subconscious mind. And you see, when you stand like this and put your hand on your hip and let your backbone slip, this helps to embed this positive idea in your subconscious mind more firmly. Because here again, the Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks of himself, so is he. You see, this is another secret. It does not matter what other people think about you. It only matters what you think about yourself. There are two wonderful texts that I want to mention very briefly from this good old book called the Bible. I'm in the Bible Belt today down here in Macon, Georgia, and the folks down here really believe in this old book, and I love it. The first text is from Mark, the 10th chapter and the 27th verse, and I want you to shout it back at me as I read it. Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The next text is from St. Mark, the 9th chapter, the 23rd verse, and I want you to shout that back at me as I shall read it to you. With God, With God. All, things all things are possible. Are possible. 
And I want you to notice for a moment these two texts. One text states that with God all things are possible. The next text states, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now notice for a moment, with God all things are possible. And all things are possible to him who believes. Therefore, the person who believes is God in action. You see, some of you thought that God was in the sky. Oh, no. The person who believes in himself is God in action. And I want to give you a personal affirmation concerning this. Will you point to yourself and say with me, when I believe, I am God in action. Together, when I believe, I am God in action. I'm going to add something to it. When I believe in myself, I am God in action. Point to yourself and say this. Come on. When I believe, I am God in action. Let's do another take and take it through. When I believe in myself, I am God in, in action. Come on, together. When I believe in myself, I am God in action. Now, aren't you glad you know who God is? Some of you never knew that. Isn't it wonderful to know that? Here again, this is what the mastermind Jesus meant when he said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. When you know that God is no longer in the sky, but that God is the mind, the power that is within you. It sets you free from trying to get a God in the sky to do something for you. When I believe in myself, I am God in action. Shout that again with me once more. When I believe in myself, I am God in action. You see here in this philosophy which we call the science of living, we have no outer gods. But rather the inner God which is in every man. And we devote ourselves to the ministry of pointing out to every man the presence of God within himself. Now the person who believes in himself is God in action and all things are possible to him. You can have the good you desire if you believe in yourself. And so I want you to shout with me again affirmatively, I can have the good that I desire. I can have the good that I desire. So many times religion has taught man that he's nothing. Some religion teaches that all mankind is nothing. Sometimes in church they would teach us to sing that song to refer to ourselves as such a worm as I. <laughs> Stop singing and talking and thinking of yourself as a worm. 
If you think of yourself as a worm, you're going to get the same treatment that a worm gets. What happens to a worm? A worm gets stepped on. Now you know why you've been getting stepped on. Stop believing in yourself as a son of a gun and believe in yourself as a son of God. When the apostle Peter confessed to Jesus, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, he was speaking the truth of every man. The truth of every man, the truth of me is, I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. Point to yourselves and shout that with me. I am the Christ, the Son of the living God. Christ is the presence of God in man. And when you believe in yourself, your divine self, your God self, your spiritual self, then you're believing in Christ. Some people say, have you come to Christ? But listen, you don't come to Christ until you come to Christ in you. You don't know God until you know God in you. You Christians, you don't know Jesus until you know Jesus in you. You can't know God in the sky until you first know God in you. You will not find God until first of all you find God in you. When you find God in you, then you will find God in other people. You will find God everywhere. Now you can have the good that you desire if you believe in yourself. I want to get down to some specific good desires which you may have. And I want to ask you a few questions as I begin to close this message. How many of you desire to have health continually, to be healthy and whole in your soul, mind, and body? All right. Here is how it's done. If you want to be healthy, have a healthy belief about yourself. And a healthy belief about yourself will heal you and keep you healthy. For example, this is why I told the lady this afternoon who said to me, Reverend Ike, I have this bad leg. I said to her, stop saying that. If you're having a problem with some organ, or some part of your body. Don't keep cursing that part of your body by saying, oh, this sick leg. The Bible says again, you are ensnared by the words of your mouth. By your words, you are justified. By your words, you are condemned. If there is some organ are some limb or some part of your body which you're having problems with stop feeding that part of your body sick thoughts the more you say oh this sick leg the sicker it'll get and here again I've seen some wonderful healings when I've told invalids God walks in you what does that do that gives the person who has been suffering an image of himself as being healthy. That person begins to visualize God walking in him. 
and he makes contact with the power, the presence of God within him and begins to walk. I challenge you who look in on television. I challenge those of you who are here who are having physical problems with your physical body. Start thinking this thought. God in me is my health. That thought will bring about your healing. Not only will it bring about your healing, you do not have to be sick to pray this prayer. This will keep you well. God in me is my health. It will keep you strong. It will keep you young. So once again, let all of us point to ourselves and give ourselves this healing treatment. And while we're getting ready to do this, I want to point out also one of the differences in this philosophy is that we teach each person to heal himself, to bless himself, and even to save himself. I did not come here to heal you. I've come here to teach you how to heal yourself. And, and one moment again, you know, the first sermon that was ever preached in the Christian church on the day of Pentecost, the Apostle Peter said to the people, save yourselves. <laughs> save yourselves from this untoward generation. So now, let's give ourselves this healing treatment. This is how you heal yourself. This is how you keep yourself healthy, by realizing God in me is my help right now. Together, God in me is my help right now. Take that realization with you. Eat it and drink it as you go. Eat it and drink it in your mind. Nourish your mind with the thought. God in me is my health. Drink the wine of the sensation of this realization. Get drunk on the idea, if you please. Be intoxicated on the idea, if you please, that God in me is my health. And here again, this is the meaning of the bread and the wine. The bread represents the inner nourishment of your mind. Nourish your mind with the thought, God in me is my health. The wine represents the sensation, the feeling of the fulfilled desire. Drink the feeling. Become intoxicated with the feeling, with the conviction, God in me is my health right now. This realization will heal you. It will keep you well and it will keep you young. By the way, this is the only way that I serve the Christian sacrament of communion now. I'm saying this because I have some members of my church from South Carolina uh, who are here today, and they are probably wondering, what is Reverend Ike doing now? Well, children, I'm growing. <laughs> I'm speaking in other tongues. If you hear me again a year from now, I hope that I will evolve into something new and more glorious in my thinking. All right, family, that was Brother Reverend Ike. And we are about to hear from... <laughs> the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Man, I thank you all for joining your power call 
this morning. If you are on the power call this morning for your very first time, go ahead and press the number one. Oh, go ahead and press the number one if you are on the power call for your very first time. Shout out to Sharita. Oh, shout out to Sister Sharita. Shout out to Anita Ware. Shout out to Angel. Okay, we got a few guests this morning. That's what I'm talking about, man. Man, that's what I'm talking about. Let's go over here on Facebook. Shout out to Shireen Plummer. Shout out to the Found Empress on YouTube. Man, so I thank you all for tuning in this morning. Shout out to Sharice. What we do every morning, if you guys are over here on the Zoom with us, and if y'all would like to come on the Zoom with us, those of you all who are on the stream, you can go right here and text the word NATION to 833-276-7174, and it will send you the Zoom link and the passcode. That's how you can come over. I encourage you all to come over on the Zoom. Why? Because we dialogue with each other after the lecture. See, it's not just about getting the lecture. It's about, okay, we got the lecture, but what did you get out of it? See, and when we do that, man, we be having revelation come out, man. We be having testimonials, and it's the, the end is very, very key. It's kind of like a Kind of like we do at study group, man. So we highly encourage you to come on over on Zoom with us and dialogue with us. Also, before we get started, if you all are interested in attending your local Muhammad Mosque or study group, as y'all see scrolling below me, uh, go to www.noistudygroup.com and then we're going to reach out to you and help you find your local location. Shout out to Ebony. Being gone for your first time, but we're not going to wait because this is a long lecture. This is about a three-hour lecture by the minister, so we might be on this thing for a few days. So let's go ahead and knock this thing out from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Let's go. Barad Muhammad, to whom praise is due forever. We thank him for his coming and for his raising up in our midst. A divine leader, teacher, and guide his messenger, the Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. I greet all of you, my dear brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language, Assalamu Alaikum. I'm very thankful to Allah for his mercy and blessing to us to enable us to meet today and we thank him for bringing us safely to Africa and returning us safely home with a marvelous experience that those of us who were blessed to go and those who were blessed to stay and see it by satellite have been raised several degrees by the experience. I thank Almighty Allah, Master Farad Muhammad, for permitting me to share in the honor of fulfilling 
the vision of so many great men starting at the turn of this century with the Honorable Marcus Garvey W.E.B. Du Bois Noble Drew Ali the Honorable Elijah Muhammad his student Malcolm X and others who envisioned black people in America returning to Africa as we said two weeks ago that vision did not start with Marcus Garvey that vision was given birth to by the Word of God found in what the prophets spoke of our coming or being brought into America a strange land among a strange people to be made slaves and God's Word declared that we would suffer and be afflicted in America for 400 years God's Word also foretold that at the end of that 400 years he would come and judge the nation that we would serve and afterwards it said we would come out with great substance and go to our fathers in peace in peace beautiful scripture so God made the prophets to write what we have now fulfilled we were brought to America in chains we have suffered and been under affliction for 400 years the good news is God is not to come God has come and he has come in fulfillment of the word that he caused to be spoken by his prophets and America is now under divine judgment four great judgments are afflicting this nation as we speak rain hail snow earthquakes and many other related plagues are tearing America up in fulfillment of prophecy America cannot escape her destiny neither can you or I escape ours and think of the words after we had suffered 400 years God would come 
How you gonna know God came? You would see the judgment of God taking place and you would hear the judgment of God coming out of the mouth of one of the slaves. Judgment only means that God has rendered a decision and it is irrevocable, irreversible, it is as sure as the reality of God himself. And that decision is that you and I will not be integrated into America. I'm going to say that again. This is for the integrationists. And I, 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 don't, want to, I don't want to bust your bubble. But I do want to pierce it. So you can see the fruitlessness of your labor to be joined on to your enemy. I'm going to say it again. It is not God's intention or will for you and me to be integrated into a people whose time of judgment has arrived. It is not God's will that you be integrated into the world of the white people. That's not God's will. I know it's yours. I know that. We don't want to leave white people. I can understand that. What slave wants to leave his master? But when you become free, you want to get free from that which has oppressed you. So it is the will of God that we be separated from our enemy. Look at the words, and afterwards, after the judgment starts taking place, afterwards shall they come out but they're not coming out empty-handed they shall come out with great substance and they're not just gonna come out with great substance they're gonna come out and go go where go to their fathers in <laughs> Why did it say in peace? Because in our sojourn, we have been so confused. Confused about God, confused about the devil, confused about heaven and hell, confused about the reality of our lives. We're just confused and there's no peace among us but the scripture says we shall not only come out with substance but go to our fathers in a state of peace that means we will have made peace
peace with God by surrendering to his will we will have made peace with one another by acting in accord with God's laws that make brother and sister to enter into a peaceful condition with one another so when we go we don't go confused we don't go unrighteous we go home in peace and guess what that's exactly the way we went we came out with substance we didn't go back playing the fool we didn't go back acting a fool we went back with substance and the greatest substance of all is knowledge wisdom and understanding it's better than gold and silver because you can't protect gold and silver with foolishness you can only protect gold and silver and material things with value that is beyond gold and silver and the value that is beyond gold and silver of course is knowledge wisdom and understanding well we went back and we were warmly received by his excellency the president jerry john rollins the president of Ghana and when you get your latest copy of the final call newspaper and you're able to see the beauty of the president the openness of his heart to receive his brothers and sisters home the beauty of your African brothers and sisters crying out to us in the language Akwaba welcome welcome home the prodigal son had come home well today I want to talk a little more about what my dear helper and assistant minister uh, Ishmael Muhammad touched on vision brothers it is a great blessing to be able to see Jesus opened the eyes of the blind he gave back to people the gift of sight vision is the faculty of sight it is unusual competence in discernment or perception that goes beyond looking at a thing it is looking beyond a thing looking into a thing so that you have an unusual competence in the ability to discern 
what others miss. Webster says that a vision is a mental image produced by the imagination. Ah, oh, it's deeper than that, Mr. Webster. <laughs> he did the best he could. <laughs> Vision has at its root, as we said uh, on Savior's Day, an idea. An idea is a well-developed thought. You know, in the, in the comic books, whenever somebody had a brilliant thought or idea, they would put over the head a light, a bulb. That's it, light got turned on in the guy's head. He saw something. He had an idea. But he really didn't have an idea. He had a thought. Because ideas are different from thoughts. <laughs> ideas, like thoughts, exist in the mind. Potentially or actually as a product of mental activity. You can't have an idea or thought if your mind is not active. Brain waves on a machine that scans the activity of your mind, of your brain, shows an, an electrical energy in the brain that says, this is alive. Electrical energy in the brain allows the brain to do what the brain is designed to do create thought create image create pictures listen once you have a thought that is a concept when you say sister has conceived what do you mean? Sister has conceived. What do you mean? She's pregnant. Right? Conception is not baby. The conception has all the necessary ingredients to make the baby. But now it needs a period of gestation and growth in the darkness of the womb so that conception becomes a fully developed child, baby, fetus. Hmm? When thought 
germinates in the mind. If you don't continue to think on the thought, I want, to, I want you to hear me. If you don't continue to think on the thought, then the thought without more thought only is a thought that comes and goes. And you will say when somebody else comes up with the thought but thinks on the thought, they stole my idea. Uh, they, uh, 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 they stole my stuff. They making the money and I ain't got none. Dirty low down thief. Wait a minute, fool. You don't have any corner on thought. You don't have any specific corner on imagery. Many of you have good thoughts, but you do nothing about what you think. So the thought was an opportunity that you blew because you didn't do by the thought what you should have done. You got to think on the thought. Thank you. You have to think on the thought. And thinking on the thought is feeding the thought. Then the thought develops into an idea and that idea has with it a plan, a scheme, a method of fulfilling and concretizing what was a mental image that had potential but now you want to actualize what you have envisioned. But if you even develop the idea or the thought into an idea and still will not work the idea. Then God will give the idea to somebody else who will fulfill the idea and fulfill the vision brought by the idea. Now let's go on. You all right? Yes, <laughs> now, my dear uh, brother Minister uh, Ishmael, you really taught my subject this, this morning in five minutes, and I'll probably have to learn how to do that <laughs> from you. <laughs> I'm not going to keep you long, but I. I am excited by the vision. Now, beloved brothers and sisters, listen. After the thought brings up a concept you've conceived, most people talk the thought And the thought gets lost. It's like showing the baby 
before the baby is a baby. Who wants to see a clot? But an abortionist. <laughs> and most times we get a thought, we speak it before we think on the thought. Get it developed. And it must develop in darkness like the womb of the female, the womb of the mind. Develop your ideas. Then develop the method, the plan of execution. Hmm? The idea will bring up a picture of the completed thing. The picture is in your brain. You can draw it on a piece of paper. So that you can keep the vision before your eyes. But putting it on paper isn't actualizing the vision. The vision is only actualized when you bring it into concrete reality. How do you bring it into concrete reality? First, without faith, you can't work the vision. Even if you see it, you got to now believe that you can bring it. Believe. Not only believe in God, but believe in yourself. Believe that you can do what you envision that must be done. But belief alone is not of any value unless belief is translated into practice or work. And it is belief joined by work that concretizes vision. Now, my subject today is belief in Allah. Belief in Allah. What is the problem with our lack of productivity? What is the problem with our lack of doing great exploits? Why haven't we conquered the country already after 60 years of having the Word of God in our midst? What has slowed us down? It is lack of belief in Allah. Most of you believe in what you can see, especially you college people. No, I want to talk to you college people. Because college people generally don't accomplish much. Farrakhan, please. I'm not knocking that wonderful degree 
that you have or are striving for. But beloved family, look, college was never set up so that you could be set up with the needs of a people. College just wasn't set up for that. College was set up to train you to think in a certain way that would be beneficial to the architects of the philosophy that guides education. When I was uh, with Barbara Walters, Barbara said to me, or Miss Walters rather, we, we didn't get on a first name basis. Miss um, Walters said, a Mr. Walter Annenberg had donated 50 million dollars to education and she wanted me to acknowledge the tremendous gift of 50 million dollars to education and if you didn't have the power of discernment you might say what a wonderful thing oh, 50 million dollars but what is 50 million dollars to preserve your power and control over your world if I spend 50 million dollars on an education that trains the populace according to a certain idea that I am at the root of and am the prime beneficiary of. Then you can't say I am a philanthropist. I am a realist who sees my world coming down because my idea is being challenged so I want to sink more money into making more slaves to my idea. My dear educated brothers and sisters, when we are educated by our former slave masters, their idea is for you to envision their world. Take their vision for your sight. Then use the faculties of your mind, your intelligence, your gifts to support that vision that their education brings up in your mind and it makes you a slave to their world. What is their world? Their world is governments, nations, systems 
education, jurisprudence, social system, political system, economic system. So they lock us in to their world so that your talents, your gifts build their world, support their vision, uphold their ideas at the expense of your own suffering people and for upholding their ideas and their vision they give you a salary well they should give you something for betraying yourself and the desires of your own people you ought to be paid well for that huh? so you say I have a $50,000 a year job doing what? Upholding a vision that is not yours. Lending yourself to an idea that at the root of it is the supremacy of white people over all dark people on the earth. Ain't nothing but the truth, brother. Whether you are a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, an engineer, a chemist, a social scientist, a psychologist, a carpenter, a plumber, an architect, your skills are utilized in their world to promote their vision so when you see brothers and sisters on television selling products you say isn't it wonderful look at Michael Jordan selling Nike and getting millions of dollars for who he ain't building nothing for you he not even thinking about building a world he's thinking about how well he fits into the world of his oppressors and you admire the way he fits because you have no vision you are a spiritually blind, deaf, and dumb people. You need Jesus to give you sight again. It's true. Whoever you admire in the political sphere, Whose world is this? They ain't politicking in their world. I'm State Representative so-and-so. I'm running for mayor. I'm running for governor. Governor of what? Governor? We had our first black governor in Governor Wilder. He's a wonderful brother, a brilliant man. But governor of what? Of your world? Of his vision? Of 
his reality. No! No! He's working to uphold their vision. We've had wonderful mayors in Atlanta, Georgia. Mayor Maynard Jackson. The Reverend, um, oh, what is it? Andrew Young. These two wonderful mayors have made Atlanta into a world-class city. We applaud them, but they built on a vision that is fulfilling the vision of white people for black people in Atlanta are going backward, not forward. We had Mayor Washington here. He did a good job. But look at the condition that black people live under. Where's your vision? Who is going to see for your black self? Your leaders are blind. Your leaders are bankrupt. Your preachers have no vision. God said, after our 400 years, he would come. Oh, wow, brothers and sisters, what wonderful news and hope for a slave that God will come, not to the master, but to the slave. God is coming. Oh, what a joy. He's coming. Well, what is he coming to do? Say, hey, baby, I'm here. I'm God. Ain't you been waiting on me? God comes to give you a word. God comes to give you a word that contains light, life, and power. When God's word enters your mind, a light comes on. That light and the word of God in a well-developed plan scheme, methodology called God's plan for your salvation for our deliverance from our oppressor it is not a thought it is a well-developed idea that embodies a plan, a method and a program mm. program, a plan, a method that will lead to your coming out with great substance. Coming out of what? Coming out of the mind of your oppressor. Coming out from under the power 
of his vision and his idea of white supremacy come out of her my people not integrate into the idea that destroyed you come out of her that you be not partakers of her sins and her plagues for her sins have reached unto heaven well 60 years ago master farad muhammad 64 years ago pardon me came it says the light shined in the darkness but the darkness comprehended it not he was a man a man with a word he brought light but our minds were so darkened we couldn't comprehend the light he came unto his own but his own received him not God what are you gonna do how are you gonna make your light known in a place of darkness he said just as I raise clouds by the Sun and the moon and their interaction with the waters of the earth drawing the waters up from the earth in a fine mist that the naked eye can hardly detect and then that mist forms into a cloud and that cloud is born on winds if it is a warm wind or current of air when the cloud gets heavier than gravitation it distills back to the earth in the form of rain or water but if a cold current touches the cloud when the cloud gets heavier than gravitation she distills back to the earth in a fluffy form that is called snow or an icy form that is called sleet or hail just as the power of the sun and the moon work on the waters of the earth so the power of God's presence the sunlight of God's presence working on the moonlight of the prophets words of his presence it brings up a servant and raises him up among the people and fills him with divine wisdom until he becomes heavier than gravitation everywhere the servant goes he's heavy he's full full of wisdom and when he rains on you you see a vegetation coming up in accordance with the majesty of the rain. 
Moses is called Moses because he's drawn out of water. Moses came up out of water like clouds are drawn up. And he was filled with divine wisdom. And everywhere the winds of opposition and hostility caused him to move. He dropped water on the dry dead earth of his people. And after a while you saw converts coming up to the word of God with a new vision that far outstripped and encompassed Pharaoh's vision. Started to undermine Pharaoh's idea and close down his vision so that those that see may go blind and that the blind may now see. That's how you know that Jesus is in the world. They say, he was talking to the wicked and they said that they saw he said he came into the world that those who say they see may go blind and those who have no sight that they may get sight but what does that mean that means that the more you work the idea of God his vision becomes the vision of those affected by his word and his idea then even as that vision begins to close out our sight on the world of our oppressor and opens up a new world vision so does it close down the sight of the enemy of that vision and you see the enemy stumbling where yesterday his move seemed to be so fluid and perfect you see him tripping over little things because God is taking his vision away sister I want you to move that camera so that the people behind you can see thank you Brothers and sisters, when God comes, he comes to give you his sight. He can't give you his sight until he gives you his light. And his light comes in his word. But now, after you hear the word you have a responsibility to respond to the word now you can hear the word and say oh I don't like this this Negro talking about coming out I've been fighting all my life to get in and he talking this come out business I believe he's crazy I believe he's a fool this is the way the people talk about their prophets and their messengers he's crazy and they're asking us to come out just as we were looking like we was getting in this fool 
become a disbeliever. You had a chance to believe, but because your desire was to be with your enemy, your desire was to be accepted by your enemy. Your desire was to marry into the family of your enemy. Your desire was to be honored and respected by your enemy. Then that desire caused you to stick your fingers in your ears when you heard a word that brought up a vision that would take you out of the idea of your enemy. So it begins to divide the people, believer, disbeliever. The disbeliever says, oh, I went down to the mosque. I heard them crazy people. I ain't going back there no more. Them people think they're going to build a world. Now you know them niggas is crazy. Why are we crazy? Didn't we help build a white man's world? You mean you can't build a world for yourself? You built one for somebody else, but don't have no heart to build one for yourself? Even if God is at the root of it? You say, but I don't want no God if he's going to separate me from my white folks. Some of the old slaves thought like that in the time of Moses. We don't want to go out. Go out where? Into the wilderness? Hell no. I ain't going out there with that crazy Moses. <laughs> well now, that's the disbeliever. So the disbeliever ain't coming out with great substance. The disbeliever can't get a grip on substance. He continues, she continues to work the idea of the oppressor. And you get little pittance, you know, like a little crumbs from the master's table. He give you that. But then he disrespects you. Here you are in corporate America, the vice president, senior executive vice president of the latrine cleaners. With a degree in engineering, and you are developing flush techniques. <laughs> Just a little fun, that's all. <laughs> my point, my point, brothers, sisters, is this. You have good paying jobs, some of you. And you think that's real job security. There ain't no job security in this world. This world is going down and going down fast, man. Anytime these blue chip stocks, these blue chip companies are laying off thousands of workers, that should be a sign to you, man. There ain't no future in a ship that got holes in it. 
You see the rats running, you still gonna hold on. I know master gonna bail this one out. No, even if you the engineer, he ain't gonna bail this one out. And you that have hope in his world, you will see your hope gradually extinguished. And if you don't have another vision that will give you hope of something better, then as he fires you after you worked for 25 years, he said, I'm sorry, uh, I got to downsize. Meaning I got to get rid of excess weight. My company's sinking. That's what it means. You are excess baggage. Wait, my company's sinking. That's what it means. You are excess baggage. You out of here. Then you say, well, why they do this to me? I've been so faithful. Yes. To somebody else's vision. And now that another vision is interfering with his vision and his sight. He's closing down. God is closing his shop. To force you out. Then when you get out with no vision. You feel a sense of loss. You know. I ain't got no job. I got all these babies. What am I going to do? Somebody gives you the bright idea. Sell these drugs. Let's carve out some drug territory, get some guns. And you ain't got no vision. You can't see beyond the reality of drugs. And where there is no vision, we are perishing. Now our men and our women being eased out of these high places. You've hopeless, filled with stress and anxiety, filled with disease, seeking pleasure in strange inordinate ways. So if AIDS don't get you syphilis, gonorrhea, herpes, simplex one and two, <laughs> getting you, cancer, getting us, tuberculosis, getting us, chronic liver disease from over drinking, getting us, lung cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, getting us, stroke, heart attack. Why are you suffering like this? High blood pressure. Because you're filled with anxiety. Because your vision is dark and dim. 
your world coming down you see loss all around you and you don't have any competing reality to put your confidence in to put your trust in and so our families are falling apart our neighborhoods have turned in on themselves and we have become totally self-destructive because we're disbelievers in God and in his coming and in his vision now what word did he give Elijah he raised a man for us he always raises a man and a woman too God raises women to do great things for him but his prophets the major ones for the most part have been men but they have been great prophetesses oh yes it's right we don't care nothing about this the gender of his servants as long as they bring the word you can't say to God don't send me a woman go back tell God send me a man I can't listen and follow no woman you're not following her gender you're following the word of God and the vision of God embodied in that gender well now let's go back he raised a man this time is a man the major figure is a man the Bible calls him Elijah the Quran calls him Muhammad the New Testament calls him Jesus all of it's the same person listen 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 Elijah look at the words behold stop look listen behold before that great and dreadful day of the Lord I God will send you Elijah the prophet and he will turn the hearts of the children to their fathers and turn the father's heart back to the children lest I come and smite the earth with a curse this prophecy is in the book of Malachi and Malachi means my messenger and the book says he will have healing in his wings you don't expect a man to come flying in on you do you maybe that's why some of these false prophets put on capes and look like they fly they've read and seen too many Batman and Superman and Captain Marvel movies on the wings of knowledge an open book is like wings he brings you the wings of knowledge but the knowledge that he brings it has 
healing in his wings. That's the way the Bible closes talking about Elijah. Then the New Testament opens up telling you the genealogy, not of Elijah, but the genealogy of Jesus. Look at the words. And a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a child and his name shall be called Jesus and he will save his people from their sins oh that's heavy the Old Testament closes Elijah's coming he's gonna have healing in his wings he's gonna turn the children back to the father and the father to the children here come Jesus coming from the father Lord have mercy just look at it. and he has a plan of salvation of the people that have been oppressed under Satan's domination and he's gonna turn your heart the children back to the father master teach us how to pray our father uh oh somebody turned somebody got turned and that man is called Jesus and you say praise his name because Jesus the name Jesus means the justifier he justifies your belief in God more than any man that ever walked before him Jesus the justifier of faith Jesus the healer Jesus the teacher Jesus the comforter Jesus the savior Jesus the restorer Jesus the deliverer Jesus the king Jesus the conqueror Jesus God in person look now ain't that who we need don't we need Jesus who you looking for you looking for that pale faced white boy that they told you was Jesus they lied oh wait wait my Christian friends don't don't cuss me don't get mad at me don't spit on me The prevailing vision of this world is white supremacy. That's the idea that runs the vision. The vision is that all darker people will submit to white rule. And the best way to do it is to trick you in religion. Bear with me. Come on, Christians, don't you? Don't you back out on me now. Look, look, look. 
How do they trick us in religion? All they did was take the vision of Michelangelo. He painted Jesus as a white person. And then all our needs are to be sufficed by God in Jesus. You don't have one need that Jesus can't suffice. But what the enemy did, he made Jesus in the image of himself your slave master. So the subtle message is that all that you want, all that you ever hope for, will come from white people. And this is why you don't drive by and shoot in Naperville. You ain't drive by shooting in Cicero, in Skokie, in Winnetka, in Glencoe. Not you. You ain't got no courage to drive by up there and shoot because you would be shooting Jesus people. And you know you can't shoot white people. You striving for more and more whiteness. I want to talk like white people. I want to walk like white people. I want to act like white people. I want to be a freak like white people. I want to have orgies like white people. I want to walk my dog like white people. Take my poop scoop like white people. I don't want to be no nigger. I hate the day that my mother made me black. Thank God for Revlon and bleaching creams. Thank God for skin whiteners and hair straighteners and Thank God that I can even buy a pair of blue eyes now. 
I don't have to be a, a bone blue-eyed. I can buy them. You sick as hell. Been turned into a fool. Go all over the world fighting for your enemy and won't defend your own mother, your own wife, your own daughter. Won't defend yourself. You lay down like a coward. When you see the son, you see the father. For the father is in the son and the son is in the father and the father and the son are one. So they paint the son white, which is giving you the subliminal message that God is white. The angels are white. The prophets are white. Well, how did you get black? Well, you see, it's difficult to explain. Uh, I was cursed black. My blackness is somewhat of a divine curse. I thank God that my mother had relations with a white man so that I could be born half white. Man, I couldn't get all the way. And I was trying. Just, just look at the psychological damage done to you and me over the color question all because they painted Jesus falsely now none of us in this room would mind if Jesus were in fact white because it ain't his color it's what's in Jesus from God that is what we want it ain't his color but evidently color meant something to white folks because they knew the word and altered it. The Bible said he had hair like lamb's wool. Feel what you got on top of your head. That's wool, doctor. Ain't it wool? And then they didn't even say he was light-skinned. He said his feet were like burnished brass. He was a man of color. He's not a man that lived 2,000 years ago. The man that lived 2,000 years ago was a sign of the one that would come at the end of the world of the white man. I wish I had a blackboard. You know, we gotta get a blackboard. Cause I got to write sometimes. No, don't, don't bother now. Don't bother now. It's too late. <laughs> but every teacher needs a blackboard. Look. All right, family. All praise is due to Allah. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Ooh, that's one of my favorite lectures right there, just in case y'all would like to know. Uh, 
Yeah, I got to give me a blackboard now. Oh, I got to order me one of them electric black. I was already thinking about getting one. Now, I definitely got to go get me one of them electric blackboards now so I can start writing and writing and teaching. No, man, but uh, raise your hand, family, if you have anything that you would like to share from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's lecture. That was only part one, so we're not through yet, but what stood out for you today? I got something that stood out for me, but I'm going to let y'all go first. Uh, go ahead and raise your hand if you would like to share something that stood out for you on the Zoom. Now, if y'all watching on Facebook or YouTube, of course, you can't raise your hand. But on the Zoom, who all would like to raise your hand? Let's start off. We're going to start off with Sister. Let's go ahead and unlock the thing, Brother Wesley, where they can unmute themselves. Let's start off with uh, Sister Diane. Sister Diane. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Well, Good morning. Oh, I didn't mean to say that. The message what stood out to me was being born in the 60s in Los Angeles, I've seen a lot. I've seen my parents work hard for what they wanted for their six children. Not that it was easy, but I believe it planted me being very optimistic about life, believing whatever I wanted, I can get. And it wasn't until I moved from Los Angeles to Atlanta in 96 with three children, $2,000. The thought was there. I didn't have a plan, but the thought was there. And everybody at my going away party said, well, where are you going to work at? I said, oh, I'm going to get a job. I've got skills. I'm going to get a job. Well, where are you going to live at? I said, I'm going to get a place. My things are going to be delivered three days after I arrived there because I drove there. And I just was hungry for a new beginning. When I say that I got there on a Sunday, Special Olympics weekend, I got my apartment on that Tuesday. Everything fell in place. Everything. I had a beautiful apartment. Everything fell in place. And it was because I saw it. I thought it. I believed it. I was optimistic. And we have to be optimistic. I've seen so many changes in, in the world, even within me. But everything I touched in Atlanta turned to gold. Everything I wanted. I wanted one home. I had three. Come on. I wanted one nice car. I had several. But that still, there was something missing. There, there was something missing. I didn't know what. I don't know. I didn't know then what I know now. It's all within us. We are the creators of our life. We are the creators of our space. If you believe it, you can achieve it. That's real. So during that time, I was in the medical field. I was a dental assistant at that time. I didn't want to do dentistry. I went into corporate for a year and a half. Bless all of you, all that are in corporate. Can't do it. Not me, not my personality. So I said a prayer. I said, God, I need something where I can be at home with my children, even though the elementary was right across the street, da 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 da. I woke up daycare. I said, daycare? I did. I turned up my nose. Daycare? I said, I don't know anything about a daycare. I was led to the, for those of you that know, the yellow pages in the blue section. I had never looked in the blue section before. The blue section of the yellow pages. 
I said, well, okay, I'm in Fulton County. Let me go look in Fulton County. And I saw daycare. I said, okay, let me call this number. I said, I want to start a, a daycare in my home. What, what's the process? They said, oh, send them $25. We'll send you a packet. I'm like, okay, that's easy. I said, well, let me call the complex to see if I can start a daycare here. And I asked Desiree, I would never forget her name. She said, sure, I don't see why not. This was in 98. And started the daycare. That led to me making flyers, putting my name and number on the bottom of the flyer where people can rip it off in the apartment. That's how I started my daycare and was very successful for over eight years. You know, so my thing is, what is it that you, that is your desire within your heart? Follow that. Don't try to figure out how you're going to get there. Like they say, don't worry about the how. That's real. Don't worry about the how. It's going to all unfold. Keep taking steps. Have that thought. It's real. I love y'all. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Something that stood out for me. Well, it's in my book. I don't know how many of y'all got the. I don't know how many of y'all got my coon fire coon book that came out a couple of years ago. I'm going, I'm going to revise this, by the way. I'm going to put out a new version. But I got something from that lecture in this book, and I broke down the eight steps that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, spoke about in here, and it is uh, with nine steps. And the first step is, the first point is, most times we get a thought and speak it before we think on it. So we, we, he said, who wants to see a clot but an abortionist? So he says, get it, the thought, developed in darkness like the womb of a mother. So you got to develop the thought. You can't just have a thought and, okay, I got a thought. No, think on the thought, he says. He says, then step number three, develop the ideas, then develop the method and plan of execution. And I think that's where many of us go wrong. We have an idea, but we don't have a, a plan of execution because oftentimes we have a, a idea. We, we have somewhere that we want to go, but we don't consider everything that is now going to take to get there. And when we face the things that it takes to get there, it causes us to fail. But if we would have just planned and saw what is going to be able to take, then we could have been mentally prepared and or physically prepared. It's kind of like a basketball game, man. If I know we're trying to get to the championship, I can't just show up. There's practice. I got to run. I got to do push-ups. I got to lift weights for strength. I got to run for stamina. There's things that has to take place in order for me to prepare for a championship. Then he says, the idea brings up the picture of the completed thing. Now, I'm going to share with y'all what I do. Whenever I want something, whether if it's a car, a house, a, 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 a better relationship in business, a, a money, whatever the case may be, uh, resurrect somebody, a certain amount of guests, I see it, I visualize it. And if I can YouTube it, I YouTube it. So let's say I wanted a new car. I'm looking at the car almost every day, YouTube tutorials. I'm picturing myself driving it. If it's clothes, if it's a hat, I'm visualizing it. So he says the idea will bring up the picture of the completed thing. Many of us are only visualizing what we see every day. Poverty, what we don't want, what we don't want to see. We talking to everybody about our condition. We want pity. We want sympathy. We telling everybody how broke we are, how poor. We, it's always focusing on where we are when you should be focusing on the picture of where you're trying to go. All right. Then it says draw out the picture or vision 
so you can keep the picture in front of your eyes. Okay, so keep it in front of your eyes. Then he says, without faith, you can't work the vision. So we got to have faith. I'm, I'm kind of going through this, so I ain't taking up the whole time. Even if you see it, you have to believe you can bring it. Not only believe in God, but believe in yourself. Ooh, see, that's what sister, that's what the sister was talking about right there, sister Diane. You got to have that belief in yourself. Now, you can't just believe in no mystery God in the sky now. Because you know what our supreme wisdom lesson say? Would you wait on a mystery God to bring you food? What is the answer? Emphatically, no. Eight, belief alone is not of any value unless translated into practice or work. So, so what that you say you believe in yourself? But if we don't put that into practice and work, these just good words. I'm black and I'm beautiful. I'm black and I'm beautiful. I'm powerful. I'm strong. You can say all the affirmations that you want. But if we don't put it into practice, it don't matter. And look at how the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan defined work for us. He says work is force times distance. If I'm pushing on this table and there is no movement or motion, there has been no work. And many of us, we real busy doing a lot of stuff. Oh, I did this today. I did this today. But how much progress have we made towards our vision? I ain't there yet. Well, you ain't do no work. And then number nine, as I close, he says, belief joined by work brings about the vision. Belief joined by work brings about the vision. So it's not about just affirmations. Uh, it's about also putting the work in and putting those things into practice. So that was, that's the thing that stood out to me from belief in a lot because it's practical. Okay, not just faith without works is dead. Okay, but yeah, here's the faith. Here's the vision. Here's how to think on it. Believe in God, but also believe in yourself. So if you follow all of those steps, you can manifest whatever you want. Kun Fire Kun stands for B, and it is. And he has shared that gift with us. The will with us to be able to bring things into existence. So that's what stood out for me. Let's go over to uh, Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, this is the importance of writing notes because once everybody else start going, my, my mind start going other places. But what, what stood out for me um, was what he said that after you hear the word, you have a duty to respond to the word. Um, and, and that just brings me to the law of physics where that two objects cannot take up or occupy the same space at the same time. So we we can't say that we believe in God and we believe in ourselves and then our actions don't show that belief um, being put into work as well. And then um, also it takes me to James chapter one, verses 22 through 24, uh, where it brings out that be not just hearers of the word, but be, be doers of the word. Um, so we don't want to just get caught up in, like so even with the power call, we get these powerful messages that's brought to us and when we leave off this call, and if we leaving off this call, going back to what we was doing before, then this really wasn't as powerful as we wanted to be. So we just want to make sure that we take an action, making sure that we're executing on what we, we have, just kind of camel back and on what you're saying as well, that that belief is good, the faith is good, and even having the works, but making sure we're doing the right work and not just the busy work. As-salamu alaykum. If we don't go put in the work, the power call wasn't as powerful as we thought. God, dog, man. So that means we got to make this the power call. Oh, we got to tie our wires together and, and produce some power. All right, next up, we got Sister 
Sister Anissa. Assalamu alaikum. What stood out to me when Minister Farrakhan said, when thought generating a mind, if you don't continue to think on it, it will only be a thought that comes and goes. When you have to think on thought, thinking on thought, it feeds on it. It feeds on it, and then it becomes an idea with a plan. I think that goes hand in hand with negative. So we could, for instance, for me, in a situation, you'll think about how a situation go bad in about a million different ways. And you keep thinking on thinking about how something could go bad before you enter the situation, but not realizing that you manifesting what you don't want because you're still thinking on it. So for me, it's about changing your thinking. It's a positive thinking, manifesting the good ideas because the good ideas are coming and going because you're not acting on it. But the negative, you're fixated on what could go wrong or how anything could go wrong so nothing gets done. So that stood out for me about changing your thinking. And also, he said, beliefs translate into practice or work. So we, for the belief system, it's not all about just having faith. Having faith and having belief is work in action. So understanding that and knowing that I have to put in the work continuously, consistently until it becomes so I believe that within myself. And just like you said, Brother Ben X, you can say all the affirmations you want, but if you're not putting it into practice, like saying that I'm strong, I am beautiful, what are you doing to become strong? Or how are you working harder to get better, to be better, to believe that you are strong? So just acting on it and actually putting in the work, putting it into practice. Thank you for letting me share. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Prime Bishop. We got the Prime Bishop on again. Go ahead, brother. Prime Bishop. Going on once. Grace and peace. Grace and peace. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum. That message by the minister was one of, one of the most powerful messages right there. And just a side note, yo, Christians got Muslims wrong. Oh my gosh. Come on. It, it's sad. It's a shame. Um, oh, but what stuck out? Let, let, let's get it to it real quick. Um, the idea is a well-developed thought. That right there leading into a vision. And then Habakkuk 2:2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. Mm. And and I'm like, man, it's it's there, it's flowing. You can see the spirit moving through the minister undeniably. And then he went with the belief with works. Now, me personally, I don't deal with belief because there's a L-I-E in it and there's a lie, there's doubt. I deal with faith. Faith is that assurance, that knowing. A little bit different. Um Faith without works is dead. And even James said it in, uh, you know, in the scriptures, Second uh, James 2, 17. Even so, faith without works is dead, being alone. Mm. So, like, just being able to, to, to glean today and just listen to the vision and, and, or how he was explaining the thoughts and then the vision actually... Oh man, it, it, what, how can I say it? Cause I have the vision. I have the new world vision and I, and I just been sitting on it, writing about it and stuff like that. But this year, 2023, 
I, I took off with a vision. Like 2022, I was writing a vision. I was making it plain. 365 days of memoirs and all that stuff in there. And then, and then this year, I was like, you know, I'm gonna just take off, take a break. And after hearing the minister say, like, you gotta think about it. You gotta keep it in front of you because if you don't, then it's just gonna fade to the back. And and I noticed that when things fade to the back, especially when you're supposed to be on the right track you find yourself doing things and being in situations that you really have no business being in. So I don't want to take up all the time, but I want to do say one more thing that he did mention that I was kind of blown away with, with the in, in integration, integrating. And I was just like, wow, you know, because I'm black and white and, you know, my dad's black, my mom's white. And I'm like, there's a little bit of a fight because if I can't have my white, you know, it's kind of like, oh my gosh. But I thought about it and I was like, well, it would be different if the system was of those that was of us, of melanated and this and that versus the white system. And then in the vision that I had, it actually broke it up in the states where you do have you know, your little white state there, which is all white if that's what they want to be, all black state if you want to be there, and a, and a mixed state, and just different things like that with division. So I just wanted to bring that out, that just hearing that and, and, and being able to kind of accept that now, when I was back in the day, like, wait a minute, we all got to come together and not under their system, but under the system of the most high. Thank you. Yes, sir, man. Let me uh, when you said when when you when you was talking about the the uh white, you got a was it a white mother or a black father? Which one? Yeah, uh, my dad's black and my mom's German, so black and white, and, and my mom. And and when you what was you you was like I can't have a white. What did you mean by that? Well, you know, it's like um, can't really like you know. Uh, deal with them, be with them. Okay, uh, hold that, hold that, hold that thought, hold that thought, because I got something for you. I'm glad you, I just want to make sure that's what you were saying. So I got something from the minister directly for you. Give me one second. I got something for you. Nice. Yeah, I got something Appreciate for it. you. Man, I got clips for everything. Hold on, man. I got the. I'm like the 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 human AI. Hold on. Here we go. You loaded. White. So does her. My mother is white, so does her nature override her ability to be a good mother to me? How do I deal with her? She's become very hostile and hateful. Oh, whoever this is, your mother must always be honored and respected by you. Color, God didn't say don't respect your mother if she's white. He said honor and respect your mother or your parents color has nothing to do with this her nature does her nature override her ability to be a good mother to me of course not she produced you she nurtured you she got you this far how do I deal with her deal with her with deep love and respect but she's become very hostile and hateful I guess so if you calling her If you don't, if she's become hostile because you've become a Muslim, then many 
of our mothers become hostile because we become Muslims they ain't got nothing to do with her color she may feel you've abandoned Jesus Christ and she's reared you all your life to be a Christian and you start coming to the mosque and you like the teaching she'll become hostile she'll become hateful it has nothing to do with her color it has something to do with her love for you and she feels you've made a wrong decision because she really doesn't understand what you've become a part of so don't fight your mother don't argue with your mother don't be hostile towards your mother take her abuse because she's doing it out of love she's really doing it out of love and let me tell you, the more kind you are to her and the more forbearing you are and let her see the change in you. She see you cleaning up your life. She sees you being a responsible and respectful young man or woman. She'll get off in the corner and say, mm, whatever it is that she's in or he's in, seem to be doing something good for them but at first they'll fight you some of us caught hell from our moms some of them put us out of the house don't even come back here no more if you're gonna be one of them muslims this is the truth haven't got nothing to do with her color just has something to do with the way she reared you and what she wanted you to become and maybe in a sense you've disappointed her all right so hopefully that was able to put some things into perspective for you i don't know if it did or didn't but i just felt like uh it that did it did praise be to allah yes sir well thank you for sharing that all right let's go to agent 2020 let's go to agent 2020 Salam alaikum, brother. Alaikum salam. Uh, I'm going to be honest. That was my first time really sitting down and listening to that. And I've been emotional through the whole thing because uh, he touched on a lot of things that I've been thinking about mm. over the years. So I'm going to have to probably watch that again later on today. Take a few more notes. And then I, I just I was just overwhelmed because he was just he was just hitting so many points at the at, at a at a certain time I just stopped taking notes. <laughs> I I'm I'm not even gonna lie because I couldn't keep up. I was just like blown away. You know, he you can tell that this is really truly unequivocally a man of God because I seen that spirit come up out of him and he had me sitting here crying, laughing bearing witness and everything all at the same time because it's just it's just the truth i i guess that's the effect that the truth has on you so i'm gonna have to i'm really gonna have to watch that again and and, and take some notes as a matter of fact i think i'm gonna have to go ahead on and purchase that because i need that in my library and on top of that i really would love to know where to get your book from so um uh, i can you know support you and have that uh extra stuff that's that's why i love you so much brother ever since you've been on the scene Ever since you've been doing your thing, and I'm damn near getting emotional right now, but you have helped make it so plain and clear that I've been able to talk to people about some of the stuff that you have actually been sharing with the people. So 
I just want you to know that I really do appreciate everything that you have been doing. I love you, brother. I love the minister. I love the nation and our people. And I'm I'm just I'm just at a loss right now. I'm 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 gonna have to look at it again, <laughs> brother. Really, but uh, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, family, I love y'all. And uh, assalamualaikum. Alaikum man. Amazing. That's amazing. Praise be to Allah, man. Thank you for sharing that, man. All praise is due to Allah. Yeah, man, that's the minister, man. That, that, hey, listen, that's why, you know, that's if y'all been wondering, that's why I kind of switched over. I ain't switched over. I'm still doing short form. But this long form allows people to see the minister in full. When that man said, man, the Christians got the Muslims wrong. Man, that did something to my heart because I know how many people are just misunderstanding the minister. They just misunderstanding what he's saying. They letting the clips go out. They going to take this take this out of context. They going to say he did this. Now, come listen to him in full for yourself. Come see the spirit for yourself. Come hear the words for yourself. Even when he talked about the white mother. See, if you have the wrong interpretation... You would have thought the minister was going to say, yeah, white mother. Yeah, that's a devil, brother. No, leave her. No, that ain't the minister. No, brother, that's your mother. I don't care what color she is. You love and respect her. See, some people weren't expecting that answer from the minister. If we've been getting all this hateful stuff from the news. But now when you hear them for yourself, you say, oh, man, I've been tricked. I've been bamboozled. Uh-oh, come on now. So, yeah, man, I, I love it, man. I thank y'all for coming on the Power Call and allowing me to be a good helper of his. Sister Shireen, go ahead. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Um, that was so big because that is one of my favorite um, lectures, but I got off track from listening to it. I used to listen to it every day to keep me focused on the goal. But then once I attained the goal, I had, a, I had another goal to, to get over. And, um, I just kind of forgot that I needed this lecture. And when I was listening to it today, it was like, Dang, all you had to do was put that on and and half the crap you just went through would have been avoided. But what I went through was my my own narrow mindedness and judgment of what good success looked like and what it what it entailed to get it. And um you know the part when he says about um Michael Jordan's vision is in the, you know, when he's trying to fit in. Sometimes it's like an inner conflict because I know that this world is coming down. And so I get stuck on, well, what am I going to do in, you know, to be successful if, if it ain't going to matter in the world? You know what I mean? And it's like, what do I go after? Um, the big things, you know, not the not the little things, but those big ideas that Allah blesses us with. And then we get stuck on how are we going to get there and who, you know, what's going to um, what is it going to look like? Because once you get the thing accomplished, there's a setback. And that setback is usually what knocks us out the park. 
it 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 gets us off track because you got to remember that difficulty factor so it's it's so much that the minister gives us and it literally we need to just make a list of all the <laughs> all the um like what you did um earlier with with the thought and then um think on the thought and then, and then add the difficulty factor so once we get that opposition you know we don't just get kicked out kicked off the curb and then when brother said i don't deal with belief because there's a lying belief i know what he meant and i'm of course i believe and i'm a believer but that self-doubt that he mentioned with it that that that's always present that's that whispering that evil whispering of the slinking devil that we all got to murder so thank you assalamu alaikum well man i want to shout out to the team man i seen they got the timer on there and everything so everybody when y'all start speaking y'all can see that timer. i said man they boy that's why you need a team that boy i see the great brother samuel x up there go ahead brother samuel Assalamu alaikum, brother Ben. Well, back in school, trying to get the room ready for the school come in, thinking about it. Uh, what he said, the blackboard. I said, "Up, oh, now they didn't change it to a whiteboard." <laughs> as you can see, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but there's the blackboard over there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but anyway, what stood out to me was the uh, what he said. Take we we are programmed to take their vision for our sight to be made a slave. To their world, he talks about the government, nation, the system, education, the jurisprudence, social system, political system, economic system. And I'm saying, and I tell all the time, I call it the public food system at times, you know, because that's what it is, making food of us, right? And I, I said, it's, it's really training us in white supremacy. And we know that, right? So I tell people all the time, it don't matter if you're white or you're black, you're white supremacist when you get through the, the 12 years of slave thing. 12 years of school. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so we come out thinking the, the, the same way, right? And so that stuck out to me. And I was thinking about even like my daddy was a minister. And I, you know, so of course I got to think about the church and the scripture. And then we go to Ephesians where it's six and five through nine, where it talks about slaves obey your earthly master that as, as unto the Lord. And, you know, <laughs> so they just got their whole system training us to, to actually just. Uh, be white, <laughs> keep their world paying us, as he said. It, of course, it, it benefits them to pay you to keep their world up. And I tell people sometimes we're paid to stay in check, <laughs> pay check, right? But um, to get more on to it, I talked about I, I like what you said, right? What uh, when you talked, you picked out the excerpts of this where uh, we can overcome this thing, right? And I, 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 I'm, I'm looking for the update of your book. Right, because um, I wrote something down. Be what I write down. Uh, we got to overcome. We got to overcome that programming, and you know, get a mentality to, to be able to bring God's vision to reality to deprogram us. Right? To, how, to a lot of people in New York and California, they got that hustle mentality. Many, many people in the South might not have it like that, right? But we got to ma marry the two. We got to be able to, uh, you know, teach, train. What some people take for granted that they naturally do. Everybody don't have that, right? We got to be able to train people to come out there programming and to be able to bring that vision to reality. Uh, so I think that book and those kind of books and that kind of training, I think we actually need some kind of way to walk us through 
to the promised land. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> yes, sir. I forgot the answer. Where you can get this book uh, right now, I, I, I have it only available if I see you in person, but I am going to update this. And uh, you will be able to buy from like a website, whatever I come up with. I wanna, I wanna update some things or really add some stuff to it. I think it's, I think it's pretty good. I'm just one old person. Every time I put something, I'll be like, man, I can do it better. So I know Sister Alexia got one because I, I spoke at uh, the mosque in Philly. Uh, but I, I'll work on updating this, putting out a new, a new edition, and y'all can order it if y'all uh, choose to. Let's go to Brother Keon. Are you there, Brother Keon? Okay. Okay, there you go. Sound like him, brother. I'm used. Hear me, bro? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, y'all speaking about uh, Brother Farrakhan saying, uh, speaking on business. You know, he was saying business is the activity of the day. Now, I'm thinking the sister Ava had a, a lecture. She was saying that desire feeds the will. Like, when you desire something, you know, you want it, you know what I'm saying? But when you, what they say, nothing is more powerful than a made-up mind. So when you desire something, you don't just want it. Don't just desire it. Expect it when you go out to work behind it, you know. You, you went out. Okay, there you go, my Yeah, that part of that, that, that part of the aspect, that's what stuck out to me. That's the salam alaikum. Well, salam. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, family, that is today's that is today's power call. I thank everybody for sharing. I thank everybody for being here tomorrow. Tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Central Time. Make sure y'all invite a guest too, by the way. Let's get this thing up to 200. Uh-uh. I, we haven't hit 200 just yet now. Now, all 113 of us just get one person, just one, to come on tomorrow. Man, we'll have 200 people on here tomorrow. So we're going to finish up. Uh, well, not finish up, but we're going to do part two tomorrow. And then Friday, we got a special guest. Now, now, let me say something. We have on Friday one of the captains. Ah, one of the captains of the men in the nation. He has been a captain for many, 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 many strong soldiers, and he was the point man for the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Y'all have seen him. I'm not even going to tell y'all who it is yet, but y'all have seen him on many, many lectures standing right beside the minister. You've seen him coming down the million, on the Million Man Mars, so he knows a lot of stories. Oh, he got a lot of stories. So if y'all know a man, if y'all know a husband, your brother, your uncle, you want to have him on this call on Friday because the topic is manhood training. Oh, woo. If you know some brothers, have them on this call on Friday. Let's have over 200 people on for him on Friday. Let's fill it up with the brothers. Let's fill it up with the men. Okay. So I thank you all for listening, family. Again, if you all would like to support the power call uh, you can do dollar sign, Brother Ben X. I'm striving just to be transparent with you. I'm striving to do a, uh, we're going to try to do like a non-profit or something because I don't want the money coming directly to me, but I got two for now. But I'm getting some stuff in order, so I, that's, that's coming next. But I want to do like a non-profit. I might call it the power, power call or something to where it'll just be donating to that so we can use those for this. 
Uh, but if y'all want to donate for now, dollar sign, Brother Ben X, if y'all want to help continue to make this thing go, I showed y'all last week what we paying every month. So uh, if you guys would like to support, dollar sign, Brother Ben X. But if not, it's still going to happen uh, because, you know, we resurrecting the dead. So I thank y'all for listening. Inshallah, I'll see y'all tomorrow, 8 a.m. Central Time. Now, I am running out of text messages. Let me see some. Hold on. Before we go, before we go, I just like to, I'm just, I'm just keeping it real with y'all. Before we go, now it is going to renew on the 7th, so in five days it will renew. But I want to show y'all, let me switch cameras. I do want to show y'all that we are, we have already overloaded. See that? We already passed 50,000. So I got rollover text messages, so we got about 8,000 left. And remember, it's eight, it's 1,000 people on the message that I send this out to every day. So... Um, we about to run out. So if there's a morning that you don't get a text, just know, still come on. Same Zoom link, same passcode, still come on. Um, I just wasn't able to send a text message because we ran out, but we'll get another 50,000 on the 7th. So I'm just letting y'all know now, just in case y'all like, oh, we didn't get a text message. They might not be on. Yes, just still come on. But if we don't have it, then I'll let you guys know inside the Telegram as well, okay? Assalamu alaikum, family. Have a blacktastic day.